The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Let us help you discover the keys to success, the keys to success in your internet marketing. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, CertifiedKnowledge.org. Overcome the trials and tribulations of the past and let Marketing Nirvana revolutionize your revenue stream and ROI. Prepare to experience Marketing Nirvana right now. Here are your hosts. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Marketing Nirvana. I'm your host, Brad Geddes, the founder of Certified Knowledge. We're a PPC training and tool set company. On this show, we'll investigate various ways in which your marketing efforts can reach a state of nirvana. You can find show notes and other information about our guests on certifiedknowledge.org. Now, one of the most time-consuming aspects of content marketing, and I was going to talk about this, content marketing, is creating content. However, you don't always have to create new content to do content marketing well. There's already a lot of content that exists today. In fact, did you know that 44% of all internet users have created content online? So it's not limited to you having to make your own. In fact, here's the craziest fact about content these days. It comes from Eric Schmidt, the uh, former CEO of Google. We create as much information every two days as we did from the dawn of man through 2003. Let me say it again. Every two days, as much information is created from the beginning of time until 2003. So today we're going to talk about content marketing. And today we're going to speak with fellow Chicagoan, uh, John Fox. Some of you may remember John from an earlier interview we did uh, with him on PPC MindMeld. John's the founder of Venture Marketing, a company that specializes in B2B and partner channel consulting, as well as the author of several books. Uh, welcome, John. Hey, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's good to have you back um, and really sort of talk about content since you have some pretty interesting thoughts here. And um, the other day we were talking about content marketing on the phone and, and solving some of these problems. So first off, you know, what's your overall thoughts on just the status of content marketing today? Yeah, the, the status of, of content marketing, you know, just for the, the folks that are unfamiliar with that term, uh, you know, I just think of it as just another rebranded, reworded frame for SEO. And I think it's a way of taking SEO out of the lab, which is uh, typically owned by HTML folks and really moving it more into mainstream. But content is content. It's been created since the very early days of man. And uh, so we're not doing anything differently with it other than we're moving it onto the website and making it more uh, available to customers and to prospects coming to your website. So, I mean, content can be a white paper, a PDF specs, a blog post, an article you've written. I mean, content pretty much is everything these days. Um, people right, consume. right. But I think that the common, um, and we'll probably get into this, I'm sure, with your questions. But 
Um, when people think of content marketing these days, they think of some kind of a deliverable or a downloadable entity, which could be a PDF or something that some, you might view on YouTube that is a, a one-time event that you get stuff to put onto your hard drive or that you watch it. And, and, it, and it's a way in which the, the visitor to your website gets to experience a little of you at their own time. And, and so I think there's been so much focus on just that and the creation of content that in some ways we've forgotten all of the other aspects of content marketing and good marketing, and that is you know, how you set up a nurturing campaign and keep people coming back for more and so forth. But uh, that, that's what I think about content marketing is, is it's, it is the deliverable. It's this PDF, if you will, but in some ways it's, it's even more than that. Okay, that, that's fair. That's a good way of phrasing it. Um, now, the biggest issue with content is usually creation. Right? It's time-consuming. So, you know, any suggestions you have for you know leveraging either your content and multiple ways, other people's content? It's kind of open-ended question, but I know you have some good thoughts here. Well, content. First off, just general rules, we already know these things. So for your audience, everyone knows that content has to be something interesting. It has to be relevant to the audience. So when you're sitting down and writing something, it's important that you take all of those aspects into uh, consideration. But I, I think that content, because it's so labor-intensive, I think you do have to look at some of the aspects of what does it really cost you to create this and the time. And once it's on your site, you know, I see so many people that have their site and then it, they put something there and nine months later it's still there. And, and, but we know that people do come back to a website and they're looking for something that's fresh. So it's not just being able to create it the first time, but you have to create it over and over again, which uh, when you start analyzing the cost, let's say an ebook or a or some kind of a white paper might cost you two thousand to ten thousand dollars, and then your time. I think it's it's something that we all need to pay attention to and start to look outside of ourselves, which either could be something that you crowdsource, which the mind meld was basically that kind of content that you look to other people to help you build it, or that you go find some other content that's already written and that you can leverage. Um, and I know that's kind of the converse, conversation that we had is how do I leverage stuff that other people have already written and make it something that's a win-win for that person as well as for you. And that's what I like to get into um, because content creation is is so time-intensive. I mean, I, I make probably two to four hours of video per month, and, and that alone is somewhere between you know, 10 and 20 hours of time. Right. And, and there's only so much that ever scales. So you know, you'd mentioned there's, there's a lot of people who've written books who are other authors so forth that you, know, you can distribute their stuff. Um, obviously with permission and so forth. But so where do you go to to research this so that researching and finding other people's content that you can you know, legally redistribute and so forth doesn't take you more time than making it yourself? Right. Well, there's a couple of things that I would recommend because there's, as I was telling you when we talked on the phone, um, you know, there's an application I'm building that's kind of taking advantage of some of these things. So in the building of that app, I've, I've really tried to drill down where is the available content that I could repurpose. 
And the first thing that I noticed is just in my own hard drive, you know, I've I've been guilty of what I think many people are is that you go to a lot of websites and you think, hey, that's kind of cool. I, that's, it's not competitive to me. It's, it's, it may be somebody that's a partner of mine or it may be somebody that's, let's say, a compliment so that, uh, you know, I define a compliment is that when they sell product or I sell product, it helps us sell each other's products almost, but we're not uh, competitors. Um, so... Uh, you know, looking at my own hard drive of things that I've downloaded and may have not even read myself um, is is an opportunity for me to reach out to those individual authors or or consultants and ask them if it would be okay for me to distribute that content. You know, and sometimes I have to be willing to share leads that I might get. Um, you know, again, that's not an issue because we're not competitors. So there's some things that we could kind of work together on. Um, and then really the second thing that I've really been drilling down into are self-published authors. And there's a lot of self-published authors, especially today, because you know, with all of the tools that Amazon, for example, has made available with CreateSpace, you can be uh, an author putting together a dynamite book for very little money and, and publish it. And you know, as a friend of mine says, you know, the cost of excellence has only gone down. So you can find these people. And, um, and so the first thing that I recommend is going on one of the best search engines out there is Amazon. And, hmm. you know, you can go to Amazon.com and um, you know, I, this is probably its, its own session, if you wish. But kind of the, the cheat sheet is that you can go on Amazon and start searching on different categories that are relevant to you. You know, I can even find your book, Brad. And, and start looking for books that are similar to that. And you'll notice that there's a number of, uh, just by way of an example, there's a number of Kindle books that are available. Many Kindle books typically are written by self-published authors. And you'll see these in particular that they may be listed for free. Uh, you'll see their, their free downloads or their 99-cent downloads. They may be a very... Um, a small book, so you'll see that the total page count is going to be 20 to 40 pages, and that's going to be a tip-off that these are probably self-published authors. They're probably not available in a hardback or a paperback book, and with you know maybe a couple hours of effort, you've probably put together a list of some authors who are highly available. I mean, you can search from on Amazon. You can go to their homepage link, and you send them an email and ask them if you'd be okay if you found a way to, to share content. I mean, it's really that simple. Huh, that's, that's actually interesting because I just looked at my – I have this folder. I'm sure many people have this folder on their hard drive that's like things to read. Yep. And mine is 3.14 gigabytes with 3,924 PDFs in it. Yep. And I've read less than maybe 100 of them. Um, but so not Amazon is searching. That's a, that's a great example. Um, so then, all right, so you reach out to a person and, and you say, tell you what, we want to distribute this as new content for our readers and we'll what, share the leads we get. Or you know, if they're a self-published author, in some cases – they might just want the credibility for you know consulting clients or something else. So I guess this is where you kind of work on that negotiation of of what they need out of the relationship as well. Yeah, and and 
you know, in some ways you're describing the app that we're building, but there's no reason you need, I mean, I'd love people to, to use our app, but, you know, you can do this yourself. And, and it's not too difficult because your conversation with a self-published author, typically someone's going to write, an, write a book like I did and, and perhaps you did, Brad, when you wrote yours, is that you're looking for a way to reach people who otherwise would never, ever find you. And, and it's a great way to have credibility because published authors just have some aura around us, I guess you'd say, that, uh, that, we're, that we've been published. And, and it allows people to experience you at a very low cost. So all of those things work together. But you can reach out to an author. And you know the, the tee-up, the conversation that I have is I just ask them, what is the purpose of their book? Is it consulting? Is it speaking engagements? Is it something that they're using to distribute so that they can sell a product? You know, that's probably even an email or, or just a, a five-minute phone call. And I found that people are so open to a conversation like that that then the next step for me is to say, well, look, I don't know how this is going to turn out, and you don't know how it's going to turn out. How about if we run an experiment? Let's test it out. Let's do something for 30 days, and I'd like to test out making your book available as a download on my website. And, you know, I have had so few people um, give me any kind of pushback. Now, some are looking for a fee to do that, and I understand that, but it's not like buying 100 copies of their book either, which, you know, that tradition of giving books away as a gift or as a premium has is, is been well known that that works. So I'm just doing a poor man's version of that, if you will. Huh, interesting. Now that's So um, how – and I know B2C versus B2B, there, there's some big differences in, in how fast you go back and forth with things. But how often do you recommend – putting a new download on a site is it a time thing is it a number you know i mean people come back to site looking for new stuff so what's your what's your sort of time thoughts here um well a lot of that has to do with how b2b ish you are if you will <laughs> and and what i mean by that is what's the sell cycle look like so if your sell cycle typically is six months or if it's two years that's going to determine how often you need to change that content. If you're more in a consumer space, as evidenced just by holidays season and the seasonality of your business, you're probably going to want to say that, you know, at, at a minimum quarterly, I think any business quarterly is kind of a minimum. Uh, the more B to C you are, the more it's going to be something that could change as often as every week, right? And yeah. specials and so forth. Yeah, I know because we're in that middle ground where technically we're B two B. I mean, we are a training system for people who who are advertising, which right. is not a B two C. It's a B two B, but it's in a space that really once to twice a week you can update content. Yeah, yeah. so it, it kind of depends. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's do a, a commercial break for our sponsors. And then we're going to come back and talk about a little bit about the, the branding issues that comes with this. Terrific. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Superior Affiliate Offers, Superior Affiliate Brands, Superior Affiliate Service, The Superior Affiliate Management. Superior Affiliate Management delivers direct exclusive offers with weekly payouts. Their mission is to ignite your e-commerce and ignite your commission. Superior Affiliate Brands means our work with the Internet Retailer's Top 500, as well as new brands, thanks to their full-service agency and CPA network. Superior affiliate service means lifetime bonus referrals and personal VIP treatment. WebmasterRadio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. So we are talking with John Fox, uh, the founder of Venture Marketing, about some content marketing. And the thing you get into here is you have both potentially you distributing other people's works. Um, You also have sometimes the issues where you have a manufacturer and a retailer with different um, branding messages. So I guess the, the next question is how do you maintain or either what are the challenges or how do you maintain kind of some branding control here? Yeah, the, the more that you sell through intermediate channels, which is where my area of expertise is, the more you've got to be willing to share your brand and your content with your partners. So the farther down the food chain they may be, that actually gets you in front of the real buyer, the more there you're going to have to let them, let their brand even at some point take control of the content. And, and again, that's kind of the system that we've built here, but you can do it yourself. And that is, you know, you build great content. I, I go back to my franchise days that um, I was working at a B2B franchisor. And we developed all sorts of terrific content. Uh, we didn't call it that back then. I think we called it marketing collateral. Yep. But, uh, but anyway, um, we made it available for each of our franchisees, all which were known by their own name in the local market. Um, the headquarters that I worked at, you'd never have even heard of our name. And, and then we made it so that they could rebrand that at a local level. 
<clears throat> and one thing that that we're even seeing today, and and I know you and I talked about this, is the is where Google's going with preferencing in the results page uh, local content. Depending on who where you are uh, geographically, you're going to get very different results. And so, if you're looking for a supplier of a particular kind of product, it's likely that the first few search results are going to be from um, from a local merchant or a local supplier, a local distributor, a local retail store instead of the brand itself. So even more the reason why I need to make my content something that I can push out to my, to my distributors and to my channel partners, to my retail stores and let them kind of rebrand it and own it. But I'm, in, in, but I'm still controlling what the message is. And I think that's really, really important to, to recognize the difference between whether my, my logo is attached with something and whether or not the content and the message is something that I own. Yeah, so let's, let's put this in a real life example for a moment. In fact, I'm just going to take uh, the speakers on my desk right now. So I have um, a brand of speakers. Um, they're, they're Lansing. Some of these people know that brand. But, but when I do a search for Lansing speakers, in fact, I just did this where you're chatting, Lansing's site was number one, but, but they don't sell direct. Right. They sell through Best Buy and, and actually Circuit City still ranks even though there's no Circuit City anymore. Um, but it was it was local retailers that were ranking, not the major brand part. Right. So this is sort of the question is, all right, so they made a PDF about how these speakers work. Um, now they can distribute that to Best Buy and they can distribute that to other places, but then it's not gonna your Best Buy store get some content that is a local sorry get some content that here's how this product works yes but if i download the content it doesn't have best buy branding on it so so what you're really saying is hey lansing should figure out a relationship with best buy and with you know circuit city and with like the local um electronic retail stores where they download this, it still contains their Lansing's information, but it's branded the local store. Is that yeah. essentially what, what that's the end of this road? It is, but I'm going to encourage people to go even the, the next step is rather than even think about developing content that you as a retail, as the brand would want to push out, think about the content that your partners on the, on the very end of your connection point with your customer whoever that may be, if it's an independent rep or a retail store or a distributor, that you think, what is the content that they actually need and write that instead. And I'll give you an example. See, Best Buy is, it sells all brands, right? And they have all the competitors. And the key here is that that puts them in a very enviable position by way of providing um, unbiased research. So to me, Lansing should put together a comparison guide and make that available to Best Buy to download using the Best Buy logo stamped on it at the very last moment. So when someone downloads it, they get the Best Buy comparison of speakers, and Lansing, of course, has written the content. It doesn't mean that you're trying to be deceptive or, de- or deceiving in any way. You're just uh, providing good content that may you could even say this is information provided by Lansing in comparison. But it makes the retailer or the distributor provide information that 
really makes them look like the smartest guy in town. And that's, that's the difference that has to happen from the brand on down is to do stuff that the, that the distributor and the, the, uh, the end retailer can't otherwise do for themselves. And that's the key difference. Yeah, and, and just for, for those of you listening who are thinking, well, I'm not in retail or not whatever, I'm going to take this out of retail completely for a moment um, and put a different spin on it. So um, what I, I find interesting is if you look at, say, and I know, John, you and I have varying opinions of Twitter depending on our flavor at the moment. Right. But if you look at a lot of Twitter accounts with, say, ten to 50,000 followers, so pretty healthy accounts. In fact, I see quite a few of these that don't even have their own website or their own blog they're promoting. Right. Um, they want speaking gigs. They want some consulting gigs. Or if they have a website, it's just a, a bare-bones site. But the reason they got so many followers is they're what I call the connectors. Mm-hmm. Right? They connect. Here's all this great content, and hey, look, I'm giving you – I'm the source of this content you're finding even though I didn't write it. Right. And, and it's just this concept I have of borrowed credibility. And, and John, you and I talked about this, but yes. it, it's where if you say see a, a page for a company you might want to do business with and you see a client list, the reason the client list is powerful, it's not because of how powerful these logos are. It's that if they're recognizable names, the person on your site is, tr- is temporarily transferring the credibility they have for those brands to you. You don't get to keep it, but you get it while you're trying to make that sale. Mm-hmm. The same thing happens with content marketing. If you're pushing out of people's content, even if it's you know, your competitors, you get some of your competitors' credibility. Absolutely. Um, right. right. So let's, let's take one more break here. Um, and then we're going to actually turn and talk about your software a little bit because I think there's some interesting applications for your software and sort of how that can help someone um, leverage their content and some co-marketing opportunities and, and some good stuff. So let's take one more break for our sponsors. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? 
It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back talking with John Fox about content marketing, and we've had some interesting thoughts about whether it's branding your content, other people's, controlling brands, developing content, and so forth. Now, John, you've been working on a solution that helps out with some of this stuff. Right. Um, and, and can you tell us what about, about your solution? Yeah, so I think we pretty much set up what the problem is. And the problem is, how do I get all this content? And, and as I said, you can do this yourself. It's just that it's really labor-intensive. So the, the thing that we've been beta testing, and you can go to VentureMarketing.com and find one of the contact forms and send me an email if you, you're interested in, in uh, taking a look at it. Uh, this is, by the way, not, not any kind of pitch for it. It's just what we're doing, and it's just kind of interesting, I think. And that is that I've got on one side a lot of self-published authors and ebooks of a variety of different subjects and really interesting stuff. But at the end of the day, they put that together as marketing material to get them more speaking gigs and consulting opportunities, right? Um, and then on the other side, I have a lot of marketers, um, maybe like people listening today. And they recognize that they can't possibly muster enough time and effort and money to write all the content that they need on their website. So what my little engine is supposed to do is that by virtue of putting a couple lines of HTML code on your web page, you get to marry up the good ebooks that are out there, offer those for a download uh, to your uh, visitors, and that there's a way and a mechanism that gets you those leads. We share those leads with the authors, and we have uh, you know a small fee that we take for that. So it's it's kind of a, a matchmaking service, if you will. Uh, I guess eHarmony meets eBooks or something like that. But um, you know that's that's the general concept, and and the idea is is pretty self-explanatory there. And then we go the next step is provide a lot of nurture type uh, autoresponders so that uh, so that visitors to the site can um, can be get additional content written directly from the author so it adds even more credibility and more content that you can add on your website yeah in fact John showed me this yesterday and I was kind of impressed he sent me a link and said hey go here and it was our site looked like our site had one additional box that was like put your name and email and filled it out in within a few seconds. I had a, a PDF, which was just any book of someone's content, where the top page was our brand. Um, the first few pages were, were stuff about us, and then the rest of the content. So quick, quick, um, multiple branding, where, where both of you get, get some credibility and, and some branding by putting your stuff on top of the page. The author gets some visibility, so it was... 
it was pretty slick how it worked. Um, Thanks. And in fact, if someone wants to learn more, they can go to venturemarketing.com. Um, you have a Twitter account too, right? Yeah, B2B Marketing. B2B Marketing is a pretty good one for B2B <laughs> Marketing. Right. Um, and, and so if someone's looking for information, this, I mean, feel free to contact John or take a look around at some of the stuff he's done. You've written a few books as well that are on, on Amazon. Um, right. At least three. Uh, um, two. 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 Yep. Two. What happened? Okay. I thought I saw a third one. Third one could be a site. Who I knows? have tons of ebooks that I've written. Two are on Amazon. That's probably what it was. Yeah. Probably another ebook or something. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those content generators. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that's 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 the issue, right? Is there's a lot of marketing companies out there, but you got to do content generation. There's a lot of, I mean, all kinds of companies. It's the content part. So right. excellent. Right. Any last parting words of wisdom about content marketing? No, I, I think the main thing that you pointed out is this whole idea of borrowed credibility. I can't say that uh, enough, and and that is, um, you know, wh- wherever you are in the food chain, if you're a distributor, manufacturer's rep, or you're the brand itself, um, taking advantage of of that in a shared experience with with a published author. Uh, or the author gets to take advantage of your brand, it really is an awesome experience, especially if you're running a small company. Uh, you know, you have less than a thousand employees and you're up against some really big boys and they've got, you know, lots of money to throw at a problem. This is a way that you can get together and, and really take advantage of, uh, of content that's already out there and not uh, bust your budget. Excellent. Well, thank you, John, for those words of wisdom today. Thank you very much. Appreciate and, the opportunity. Oh, it's excellent to always have you here. And thank you, listeners, for uh, joining us for another episode of Mark and Nirvana. Um, new episodes can be found on Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find the archives or past episodes at webmasterradio.fm or on iTunes. Thank you for tuning in.